Welcome to Marketing Through Funnels, where I discuss today's methods of marketing as they apply to the real estate industry. Hey everyone, my name is Sean, and today I'm going to be talking about business and how internet is changing it every single day. Now, this sounds cliche, but the internet is changing business. And to really get a grasp for what it's doing, you have to really go back to the beginning, back when the Today Show was interviewing Bill Gates and and the whole cast was kind of trying to debate, like, the internet. Well, I don't know what I do on the internet. And they were just kind of going back and forth, Bill Gates, and Bill Gates trying to explain the dream, the the concept of the internet, and it was it was beyond them. And, you know, back in that time, it was beyond me as well. I, I didn't have a computer, didn't have anything. So it, it really didn't make sense. And, you know... That was that was the beginning, and that was that was the time when the people that grasped the idea became millionaires, billionaires, and then you know it started to progress. And then you know people like BlackBerry were the king of the mountain, and you know they were they were the top of the game, and they had you know ninety plus percent of the business market share because they had this super encrypted, super user friendly phone. But it really wasn't. It had keys and buttons, and to get an app took, a, you know, an act of Congress, um, and it wasn't wasn't user friendly. And then, you know, this this guy named Steve Jobs came out and he's like, "I want a phone you can activate with a single button." And you know, the the turning point of Apple happened, and they created the iPhone. And overnight, basically, BlackBerry lost everything. Uh, you can get as many apps you want, super usually super user friendly. Uh, the App Store, the App Store was a a very not appreciated turning point in in the smartphone world, but the App Store really changed the game for phones. Um, but how does this do with the internet? Like that's a phone, the iPad. The iPad put borders out of business in less than a year. Was it because iPads came? preloaded with every book in existence no but itunes and the internet and the switch from reading paper books to reading online via this little touch screen device that was you know revolutionary took a monster of a bookstore under and it was just a change in technology and what caused that change in technology to take that bookstore down the internet now now we're getting closer to the subject, right? Okay, the internet, they had, took down a bookstore. Books, nobody goes to the library anywhere. Well, then you look at Sears, Kmart, you know, what toppled them? Amazon. Amazon is toppling lots of businesses. At the same time, it's making lots of millionaires, you know, fulfilled by Amazon. People have jumped on board to this e-commerce world early. have The early adopters have taken it, and they've taken a huge market share, and they're making lots of money doing a thing that they love and you know that cycle is continuing you know and what was who was the original amazon in my opinion sears the sears catalog was amazon of today if sears would have taken amazon seriously or taken e-commerce or the internet seriously they could have taken their their sears catalog you could buy a house in the sears catalog a house like a cabin that just shows up to your lot you know amazon's just getting there the Sears catalog was insane. All they had to do was take it online. And then 
big touch that Amazon had was allowing people to sell their own products as well. But Sears could have adapted that. They they were out there actively finding new stuff for their catalog. They could add it, make it better. The only difference was they they thought that they were safe. They thought that, you know, we have so much of a customer base that that some little internet site can't take us down. Well, turns out Lowe's now sells Craftsman. I don't know if there's a Sears in existence. Maybe there are. I haven't seen any in a while. But they're not the big, huge powerhouse they used to be. Walmart almost fell, uh, but Walmart adapted. They they fortunately had enough cash on hand that they could they could survive the learning curve to get their their marketing, get their website, get their product offering to a place where it could it could at least stay in the ring with an Amazon. And, and that kind of brings it to where it affects real estate and. I'm married to a real estate agent. I've hung out with lots of real estate agents. Most of them don't believe in their net. Lots of them, you know, their idea of internet leads is buying them from, you know, one of the big three, you know, a Zillow realtor or teaming up with Redfin and uh, not really taking the personal branding of the internet seriously. And I feel like this is going to be a, a fairly large mistake uh you look at the market share that redfin is taking each year the company is growing like a wildfire and they're doing it because they can afford to hire agents at a lower fee because those agents aren't necessarily going out there building databases like conventional real estate agents are and not to say anything bad about databases uh database cultivation is you know, a great way of getting leads and it's, it's doing a lot of great stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, 98% of home searches start online now. Um, I know plenty of real estate agents that have gone, I've, I've talked to and they're like, yeah, my cousin just bought a house from so-and-so company. And I was like, why did you buy it from me? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I was thinking about buying a home. So I went to Zillow and... I saw this perfect home and they're like, you should act now. So I, I saw that there's an agent there and I was like, if I don't click this agent, am I going to not get the house? And like, so I just, I just gave him a call and then I got talking to him and I was like, oh yeah, I'd love to see that house tomorrow. And then, you know, one thing led to another and they lost somebody in their database to an internet lead. Now, can you prevent that? No. Uh, Zillow, Redfin, Realtor, they're, they're just monsters in the ring right now. And they're they're they have the budgets to spend way more than most real estate agents make in a year, and they're you know they're they're just monsters right now. And, and a big reason that they're growing at the rate they are is because most real estate agents aren't playing the online game. Marketing companies, you don't see a, a giant powerhouse marketing company that has ninety eight percent. You know they don't have sixty percent of the the people out there. Why? Because marketers adapt to changing technology. There's no way, well, I say this now, but it's very difficult for an industry like that to fall prey to the internet because most marketers are online doing things that prevent them from falling victim to like a giant clearinghouse coming in and just gobbling up all the business. Because at the end of the day, the clearinghouse can't market the same way that an entrepreneur can. It's just, it's a limiting thing small businesses can compete with Amazon because they can market better than Amazon can. But Amazon can get a lot more because they're getting the search volume. So it's kind of a payoff. But to 
compete, both of them are online. Now, I mean, the basic stats, like Redfin, right now they're getting 10.7 million clicks a month. When was the last time your, your website got 10 clicks? You know, you, are you even tracking that? Uh, Zillow, 96 million clicks a month. Realtor.com, 75 million clicks per month. They're monstrous, right? And people are going there. Granted, I, I go to Zillow periodically. I'll be like, hmm, I wonder if my house is worth. You know, I'll jump on. I'll search Zillow, click on it. So some of that is fluff but what a great lead source i found the house i'm living in right now on realtor.com granted i did not use the real estate agent they they said because the real estate agents i used was very engaged and you know i, I knew to reach out to them uh mainly because if i didn't uh, my real estate wife would have been upset with me but not all of us live with real estate agents so you know and then you look at like their ad budget, you know, it goes from 32,000 a month up to almost a half a million dollars a month. And they're just running basic ads on, you know, real estate, Austin, Texas, real estate, New York, real estate, condos for sale here, condos for sale there, and it just brings them to a generic landing page. And their conversion rate isn't that great. And the stats are obviously not available to see what percent of generated leads they, they sell to agents convert but I mean it's nothing that it, it should be if Zillow decided to, to hire a really awesome set of real estate agents to become their you know become the next Remax or John L. Scott I mean stand by stand by because with a dedicated team that that's on point I mean join that team <laughs> but no but seriously if if you want to compete with these guys, you can. And the average cost in the in the in the group, you know, starts at twenty bucks per lead, and goes up into the hundreds of dollars per lead, depending on the the price, the average price of the house is in the zip code, right? But the average cost nationally for a Facebook lead is six dollars, and that's off a. Of a basic campaign and you can cut that price in a multitude of ways that's that's from uh, six dollars is from like bad ads to awesome ads i've heard of them down as low as a dollar a click up to twelve dollars a click you know so it it varies but even at the bad end um you're still paying less than twenty dollars a month for a lead and the best part is because unlike the other mega warehouse real estate sites, they're exclusive leads. And depending on how you bring that lead into your your environment, how you how you introduce them to yourself and what value you provide, you know, you can qualify them before you even contact them. And you can qualify them before you have an appointment. And that way you're not on the phone calling, you know, looky loos, tire kickers. They're just wasting time. I mean not all online leads are bad, but if, if you're not marketing the right way, online leads can be awful. And if you're attracting tire kickers and you're just throwing out generic leads, like, and following up people that have no chance of buying a home, like if you put a, an advertisement up for a house for $300,000 and you're calling people that make, you know, that are furloughed and they can't apply for a loan. I mean, like, 
yes, then go into a long-term cultivation process. But how many of you guys have a long-term cultivation process in place? Uh, once again, I've talked to many real estate agents that have the dead part of their database, which is just mind-blowing to me. It's like you have people contact information, like email addresses for somebody, and you haven't contacted them in a year? It's like the money's in the list. And and it's like easy for you to say, Sean, uh, I don't have time to write 700 emails a, a week. It's like nobody does. I mean, you could hire 20 or 30 VAs, but I don't think that's going to be cost effective. But what you could do is you could get a email campaign autoresponder of some sort that automatically sends out information to them. Now, in my previous episode, I've mentioned, you know, my first real estate agent who I just checked and I'm still getting listings from. Uh, even though I don't even live in the same state, he's never checked in to be like, hey, Sean, do you even live in Washington? You know, it's like those – that is not that is not lead cultivation. Lead cultivation is is knowing why they came into your ecosystem. Were they looking to sell their house? Were they looking to buy, their, buy a house? Are they an investor? Are they a builder? And then segmenting that into a way that you can – okay – this person came in as a buying lead. I'm going to send them buyer's information. This person came in as a seller's lead. I might send them buyer and seller information. This person's an investor. I'm going to sell them market updates. You know, I'm going to send them information that can help an investor. And when you provide that that specific data, and it's not difficult to do. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Active Campaign or MailChimp or I don't know. There's SendGrid. I mean, there's there's probably 15 of them, and they start as low as 10 bucks a month, and you just set up a simple campaign, and you can send them out. I mean, it's that simple, but, you know, that's the power of the internet, and the fact that most real estate agents will just sit back on their heels and say, I'm going to stick strictly to in-person uh, lead generation is is kind of scary, in my opinion. Um, and it might work out, but uh, if you look at the trends, every year, you know, industries, entire industries are toppled by the internet. I came from the industrial sales world, right? And we had awesome stuff, and we thought we were untouchable. Then this, this little company called Automation Direct came out, and everybody's like, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. They put the industry on, on its head. It, it cut the price of all of our equipment down because people could just be like, oh, I just need this. I'm just going to go search on Automation Direct. I can buy it for a quarter of the price because I don't have to pay sales guys. And it's like – and then I get the call like, oh, this is horrible. It's like, yeah, that's not right. You Why did you buy something that you didn't know anything about? And that's why you are important as a real estate agent. You are a professional, and you guys, you know, most of you guys are awesome. But when people rely on the internet for information, they get a lot of bad information unless you provide it to them, unless you bring that value. And that value can really separate you. And I've been ranting about this for a while, but that's my take on why the internet is, you know, 
changing the game and why I really feel like I'm not saying, you know, contact me because I'll, I'll be the best, but I'm just saying you should really truly look at investing in your business as far as digital assets. You know, if you can't do Facebook ads, find somebody to run Facebook ads for you. If you can't build websites, find somebody to build websites for you. You know, our approach is custom websites, uh, whether it be a home buyer seminar, open houses, uh, lead funnels that take people through your listings. You have 20 listings that lead back to a common book appointment based on what they've selected. I mean, it, there's, there's cool stuff that you can, you can show value both to buyers and to sellers. When you show a seller like this, I'm going to market your house besides I'm going to upload it to the MLS and MLS is going to distribute it to Zillow and all these other people. There's other ways to do direct marketing that can help, you know, increase the value of their house and increase your value to them. Um, and in my opinion, that's incredibly helpful as far as their net goes, but that's just my take. Um, really appreciate you guys listening today. Hope I didn't run too long. Uh, i put some links below if you have any more questions about uh, the internet and what, you know, your first or second or third step should be if you're thinking about moving online or want to actually get some digital assets. I'd be more than happy to, to get on the phone with you and talk you through it. I mean, like I said, strictly here to help. But uh, if you like this episode, go ahead and hit the uh, like button and subscribe because uh, the content is going to continue to roll. I'm out here uh, trying to build my channel. I'm having a great time at it. Uh, <laughs> I call this my midnight hour burn because I do this in the in the evening hours because uh, I feel like my creativity really runs at this time of night. And I hope you guys have a great one. See you around.